Welcome to Anti-Aging Insights, where age is a state of mind and aging is a treatable condition. And now, here is your host, Dr. Terry Fisher. Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. This podcast is a continuation of our mini-series as we take a tour of the uh, facial muscles. And if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, then please make sure you go back and do that because last week we talked all about the procerus muscle, the muscle right in the middle of your eyebrows, which has a lot to do with the horizontal lines that you get when you contract that muscle. Today, we're talking about the procerus's partner in crime, if you will, the pair of corrugator muscles that we have on our face. These are some of the main muscles that contribute to the dreaded 11s that people refer to. Those vertical lines that look like the number 11 right in between the eyebrows. This is one of the most common muscles that is treated whenever someone comes in for a neuromodulator treatment. Neuromodulator, of course, being things like Botox, Nuceva, Dysport, Xeomin. And almost everybody that is getting a neuromodular treatment will have their corrugators treated. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about what the corrugators are exactly, where they sit on your face, how they work, what the function is, and of course, how we can use neuromodulators to soften some of those lines that are caused by contraction of the corrugator muscles. So let's first talk a little bit about what they are, their anatomy, where they sit, so that we have a good understanding of what that is all about. Well, the corrugators, as I said, they are a pair of muscles. So you've got one on each side of the face. They are strands of muscle that extend from essentially the nasal bridge, just on either side of the nasal bridge. So it's not right in the center of your face, but it's just on either side. And that is deep attached onto the bone and then it moves diagonally up towards the eyebrow on either side of the face. And as that muscle moves up towards the eyebrow, it becomes more superficial, meaning it becomes closer and closer to the surface of the face to the point that it actually attaches onto the skin just approximately in the region of the middle of the eyebrow. Now, of course, there is some variability from person to person, so that's not exactly the same on everybody. But I think as a generalization, we can say that the corrugator runs, again, from the side of the nasal bone diagonally up towards the middle of the eyebrow, and it attaches to the skin. So that's a really interesting feature of the corrugator muscle is that it starts deep on the bone and attaches to the skin. Why is that important? Well, we saw the same thing with the procerus muscle last week. When you contract a muscle, the muscle gets shorter. And if you think about what the corrugator is doing, when you have a muscle that is anchored to the bone on one end and it is attached to the skin on the other, when that muscle contracts, which side is going to move? Which side is going to pull towards the other one? Well, one side is attached to bone, so it can't really move but the other side is attached to skin and it pulls that skin. When you do that, you get folding of the skin and you end up with those vertical lines that, again, people often refer to as the 11s. When those muscles contract repetitively, hundreds, thousands of times, you start to develop wrinkles in those areas from that repetition of the muscle contracting and then the overlying skin folding. Here's the good news. 
We can treat this muscle very easily. When we use a neuromodulator, that neuromodulator, again, Botox, Nuceva, Dysport, Xeomin, they all work in a similar way. They prevent the muscle from contracting as much. They relax the muscle. And of course, when you relax a muscle and it's not contracting, you get less of those overlying wrinkles. And so when we treat the corrugator, typically, and again, this is a little bit of generalization, there are always exceptions to the rule, but typically we will often treat the corrugator in two different injection points. We will treat the muscle closer to the nasal bone more deeply because that is where we know the muscle is sitting. So that injection will be a little bit more deep. And when I say deep, I'm just talking like difference of a couple millimeters here. We're not going really, really deep, but it is a couple of millimeters deep. And we will target that injection to be in the bulk of that muscle. We will then do another injection, a second injection in line roughly with the middle of the eyebrow or a little bit more towards the middle of the face. Again, that's a generalization, but we will do that injection and that injection is often done more superficially, meaning closer to the surface, because again, we know that the muscle is closer to the surface at that point. And so this is something that's very important to have your injector be knowledgeable about. Not only where anatomically to put the location of the injection, but also the depth of the injection to be most effective and also to minimize any of the potential side effects. I'll give you an example. If you were to perhaps inject the lateral part of the corrugator muscle, meaning the part that is further away from the middle of the face or in line with the middle of the eyebrow, if you were to inject that part a little bit too deeply, there is the chance that some of that can work its way down towards the eye and then you could end up with an eyelid droop. And that is something, of course, that we are trying to avoid. So this is why the expertise and the understanding of anatomy of each of these individual muscles is critically important when it comes to choosing your injector. Now, having said that, when we treat the corrugators, typically this treatment works extremely well. After a few days, the neuromodulator starts to kick in. Within about a week to 10 days, it is at its full effect. And what you will find is if you try to frown and create those 11 lines, you just won't be able to do it as much. And of course, depending on the dose, you will have more or less movement. Some people like to have a quite frozen look, and so they really won't be able to move that corrugator muscle at all, and they really will not have frown lines there. Some people like to have a little bit of that movement. But what we do know is that when you do have frown lines, it gives the appearance that you're angry or that you're frustrated or stressed or annoyed. And so these are the reasons that people like to have this area of the face treated because it gives them a more calm, relaxed, happy, content appearance. And in some cases can make people more approachable and it can also make people feel better about the way that they are portraying themselves when it comes to interacting with others. So that's a little bit about the corrugator muscles when it comes to dosing. Dosing really varies, again, depending on how much movement uh, a client would want, how big their muscles are, men versus women. But I would say that dosing can range anywhere from a few units up to 10 units of the neuromodulator, depending on what we are doing. So I hope that gives you a little bit of an idea of what the corrugator muscles are all about, why they are important, 
how we treat them. And of course, as always, if you've got any further questions about your corrugator muscles, feel free to reach out to me. Again, my contact information on Instagram is at Dr. Terry Fisher on uh, my website at drterryfisher.com and Terry Fisher is spelled T-E-R-I-F-I-S-H-E-R or you can always reach out to me through antiagingvancouver.com. I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Until then, take care, have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Anti-Aging Insights. Stay tuned to discover more of the latest news, treatments, technologies, and developments in non-surgical cosmetic and anti-aging medicine. For more inspiration, to access the show notes, or to book an appointment with Dr. Fisher, Dr. Frame, or any of the other anti-aging professionals, please visit our website at antiagingvancouver.com. Until next time, stay inspired and live life well.